0: I love food, yummy, yummy food. Do you love food too? Woo! (laughs) One of my favorite parts of the day is eating food. How about you? I love it. Uh, Yes, it gives us energy. And yes, we get macronutrition and micronutrition from carbohydrate, protein, and fat, and all the different vitamins and minerals. But what about the pleasure of eating food? And what about the mental health that we get from really enjoying a food or a food experience? So, why are there so many contradicting, controversial, big arguments about food? And what are you going to do so that you love your food if you want to and feel good about what you eat and have your food make you feel good? And I always ask those questions what you're eating, should you be able to demand from your healthy eating plan, whatever it is, a stack of energy, perform at your best, look good in the mirror, love the way you feel when you touch your body, and Get the results that you want from your eating plan, but as an exercise professional, I don't like to talk about food because it's so controversial. But one of the really sad things that I deal with every single day uh, are people telling me I feel bad, or I I don't like myself, or I feel guilty because I ate carbs, or I ate not enough food, or I ate the wrong percentage of macronutrition. Or I shouldn't have, couldn't have, wouldn't have eaten that, but I had to because I was in an experience that forced me to eat that. And people go through all these horrible emotions about the food that they eat. Then as just a a background, uh, when I was a personal exercise coach full time, most of my clients were females with a really horrible relationship with their food. Now, I would say they had a horrible relationship with themselves and it played out in their food. But when you've got people who treat their body badly and they have a horrible mental health headspace because of the food that they are eating or not eating, all I'm asking is, do you want that for our kids? I don't, and I don't have any kids, but I don't want any kids to have to deal with some of the stuff that I've seen people deal with when it comes to food so people that feel guilty about eating food so they cut themselves or burn themselves or start trying then starve themselves or they exercise fanatically or they just hate themselves because of what they ate and I just think that that kind of relationship to live your life like that is a really sad way to live so what can I do as an exercise professional as an educator what can you do If you are an exercise professional, an educator, a parent, a teacher, a coach, somebody who's responsible for or you do give out information about food, what responsibility do we have to make sure that our kids don't grow up with a poor relationship with food? And I always wish this for everybody, of course. Eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full, eat all the foods that you love, don't eat the foods that you don't love and just really enjoy everything that you eat and enjoy every experience of food. And that's something that I'm very privileged, that's how I live my life. Everything I eat, I love it, I enjoy it, I love the experience and I would never eat anything that I don't like. So how much does food have to do with our mental health and, our, and how much does it have to do with our physical health? And if we could make maybe make a connection between the two, so if we could keep it really logical. And I get that a lot of, a lot of the stuff about food is not logical, it's very emotional. So uh, I often talk about, uh, the, the emotional eating scale, which has been shared with me by some of the top psychiatrists and psychologists in the world, where uh, it's a zero to 10 scale. Zero is that you are completely logical about your food, and 10 is that you're completely emotional about your food. So zero is logical. You eat when you're hungry, you stop eating when you're full. If you put on weight, you, you lose weight. Uh, you don't eat the foods that you don't like. That logical headspace. And 10 on the emotional eating scale is where food is controlling your life so every time you even think about food let alone eat it you are having some kind of argument in your head about whether you should eat it or you shouldn't eat it is it good is it bad how much exercise will i have to do to burn it off i don't want to eat that it's bad for me and that that place where food is controlling your life where you're on the emotional eating scale of food has full control of your life as an interesting side note and probably a very sad side note is that's where those horrible mental health spaces come from where uh, somebody doesn't want to eat food at all because food's controlling their life and they just want st- to I want to be in control of it not food controlling me so I'm not going to eat it all and the technical term for that of course is anorexia people who eat everything that they see and then they feel bad or guilty and then they want to throw it up which of course is bulimia now that might come in the form of throwing up or taking laxatives to pull it out or Uh, exercising fanatically to try and get rid of the food that you ate Uh, and then the the other big reverse end of that scale is where the food wins every argument so you eat everything not because you're hungry and not because you need to eat nutrition but because food's controlling your life and everything you see you want to eat it for whatever reason and obviously it's not logical reasons it's all about emotion and or poor experiences or, or yucky things have happened in somebody's life uh, I don't want that for anybody. And as I as I share, I've had literally thousands of people in my life who live at ten on the emotional eating scale, where they where food is controlling their life, and they've been either anorexic or bulimic or exercise bulimic or obese or a combination of all of those. And I don't want that for people. So if we look at the logical end, and this is not going to help anybody that is at ten of the at ten in the emotional eating scale, uh, because it's emotional what I'm about to share is completely logical so I'm probably sharing it if you are a parent a teacher or a coach that maybe this is the kind of information that would keep our kids logical about their food rather than emotional and I don't have an answer for that I'm just this is how logical it actually is I love food as a substance as as a yummy thing that I that I do To me, I don't know whether that's emotional or logical, I just love food. So I eat when I'm hungry and I stop eating when I'm full and I eat all the foods that I love. But if you were to break that down into the pure science, macronutrition is four macronutrients which are carbohydrate, protein, fat and alcohol. Macro meaning your body can live on them. Now you might not live effectively or at your peak performance or at your best. But your body can survive on a combination of, or one of, carbohydrate, protein, fat, and alcohol. So, and I always use the extreme example, if you're out in the desert or the bush and you had nothing to eat, if you came across a bag of sugar, you would survive. If you came across an animal and you ate it, you would survive. If you came across a bag of, or a box of butter, you would survive. And if you came across a carton of beer, you would survive. Your body would be able to use that macronutrition to keep you alive. If you break that down a little bit further, your body has the capability uh, of turning everything that you need into what you need. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? So your brain runs on glucose, and I'm not sure that people remember that or learnt that, I'm not sure, but your brain runs on glucose. And technically, if you have a look at the logical part of how the body functions, Everything runs on glucose because everything that you eat, your body puts it in, into your bloodstream and uses it. Your muscles use glucose in the form of glycogen. Your liver stores uh, carbohydrate, sugar in the form of glycogen. Your brain uses glucose. So whatever format macronutrition comes into your body, your body will use it, yes, for energy, And yes, for rebuilding, and yes, for bodily functions. We need that. That's why they're called macronutrients, because your body uses all of those things to build your body, energize your body, and make your body work effectively. But if you have a look at those four macronutrients, and I'll put alcohol to the side, because it's a toxin, it has no storage system. When you drink alcohol, your body prefers to use alcohol as a energy source because it, there's nowhere to store it. So your body will use that energy and will store the rest. So And that's why we always have a bit of a joke about if you're gonna drink and you don't wanna put on weight, if you don't want alcohol to affect your body weight, body fat percentage, etc then drink but don't eat (laughs) because when you're drinking your body uses alcohol as the preferred energy source so i'm just going to park that one because there's no storage system for it my puppy dogs are very excited because they love food isn't it awesome to watch dogs eat food they just get excited about food and i wish i could see that on more humans faces where they just love to eat food and i use that example of sometimes i see people eating really yummy food Uh, but they look miserable, and I always ask, look at that delicious piece of cake you're eating or that yummy meal that you've got in front of you. And people actually say to me, "Uh, I shouldn't be eating this, it's bad for me. And there's two things there. Why would you eat something that's bad for you? Or why is it bad for you? And that goes back to the logical part. The three macronutrients that we use to survive, the three macronutrients that we use to give us energy and for bodily functions... Carbohydrate, the one that gets a really bad rap, and you'll hear this, if you go to social media, poor old carbohydrate gets just nailed on a regular basis how bad it is, sugar's bad, carbohydrate's bad, there's good and bad carbohydrates, the whole bit. Uh, The logical part of that is that carbohydrate is made of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Go back to, I'm thinking year seven or eight uh, basic science If you have a look at what fat's made out of, it's also made out of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. It's made out of the same thing. It's just a different chemical makeup or chemical bonding of those particles. Uh, Protein has uh, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. So that's just the difference. That's why your body can use all of those things to survive. Because if you don't have one, your body can break it down chemically and use it use that that macronutrient to do all the other things that the other macronutrients can do. So for example, you'll hear a lot about the ketone diet or what happens if you go into starvation mode or you're fasting, that if you're not giving your body carbohydrate and your brain runs on glucose, so it has to have carbohydrate, your body will go through the chemical breakdown of your body will have to try and run on something else. So it's a very complicated process, but your body will take fat or protein and turn it into something that your brain can run on. And that's probably a very simplified version of what the ketone process is all about. It's for survival. Um, I get a bit sad about that because I don't want food to be about survival. (laughs) I would like food to be about pleasure and enjoyment and, and loving life because it's a very special part of life. And it gives us energy and performance and makes us feel good and makes us look good. But if you look at those, and I'm just going to, I'll leave micronutrition to the side again. If you just look at macronutrition, why is it that carbohydrate, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen is considered bad? And some people say that fat, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen is good. And protein, oh, at the moment, that's really good. Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. They're just stuff that our body runs on. Now, Do we want to get them in the right order? Do we want to have the right percentage? Do we want to have the right amount? Is it possible that your body will tell you that pretty quickly without screwing up your head space? If you don't have very much energy, if you're not performing at your best, if you don't like what you see in the mirror and you don't like the way your body feels when you touch it, and you're not getting the results that you want from your eating plan, is it possible that doesn't matter what percentage of macronutrition you're putting into your body, it's not working? There's so many diets and experts and social media gurus and people preaching about food. But when I ask those four questions, do you have a stack of energy? Are you performing at your best? Do you love what you see in the mirror and love the way your body feels to touch it? Now you're getting the results that you want. The, The answer, unfortunately, is often no. And even though people are preaching a certain diet, they aren't either living it or whatever they're living, whatever they're doing, isn't working. So I'm going to ask this very personal question. Would it be a really good idea to find out for yourself, rather than carbs are bad, fat and protein is good, and that goes in and out of fashion, by the way, because I've lived on the planet a really long time and there's been time when fat's been good and fat's been bad. Carbs have been good and carbs have been bad. Vegan, vegetarian's good and vegan, vegetarian's bad. You should be a carnivore. That bloody changes all of the time because that's all based on opinion. But if you go back to the pure basic science, the common sense and logic, carbon hydrogen oxygen nitrogen that's what a macronutrient is to make sure that our body can survive do we need to get that in the right percentage and interestingly what is that could it be different for everybody some people have faster metabolism some people have uh, more muscle. Some people use their brain more. Some people are more physical. Uh, it goes back to all of those silly things that we talk about. You need eight glasses of water and you need to do 10,000 steps and you need to do three sets of 10 and you need to have this percentage of macronutrition. Who knows what you need? Isn't it possible that you need to work out what you need that's gonna give you the most energy and perform at your best and look good and give you the results that you want? And could that be different for everybody? And the reason that's I'm so passionate about that question is I know people that are carnivores and they seem to have a stack of energy and they look fantastic. I know people that are vegan vegetarians and they seem to have a stack of energy and they look fantastic. I know people that eat once a day and I know people that eat 12 times a day and they seem to be energetic and feel fantastic. I know people that count their macronutrients and their percentages and weigh everything and measure everything and, and everything's fanatical about their food and other people that just eat whatever they bloody well want. I don't know which is going to be best for you. What I do know very passionately is that if you're at 10 on the emotional eating scale, if food is controlling your life, you're going to have some serious challenges with how you feel about yourself and how you feel or how you how you relate to life. Because if food is controlling your life and every conversation inside your head is whether or not you can eat that or you can't eat that or you should or you shouldn't or it's good or it's bad or it's... I just think that would be a horrible place to live. And I know that it is because I've seen people live there. I've experienced what they've gone through. And I'm going to share this again. I have been to my clients' homes after they've eaten carbohydrate or they've eaten too many calories or they've, they've eaten meat and they were a vegan vegetarian. They've been so angry with themselves that they've cut themselves, burnt themselves, tried to hurt themselves, tried to kill themselves. To me, that is just the wrong headspace when it comes to food, because the reverse of that is I love food. I enjoy everything that I eat. I have a wow experience with my food and it's yummy. So what do you want for you? What do you want for your family, the people that you care about? What do you want for your clients? And should we find out for ourselves what's gonna be best for us rather than telling other people what to do, rather than being told what to do, and let if we just look at the logical part of all of that, food is food. Calories are a measurement of energy for our body. We we get calories from, well we get calories from four macronutrients: alcohol, carbohydrate, protein, and fat. Our body can live on all of those. And should we work out for ourselves what's going to be best? And again, could you be one of those people that prefers to run on protein and and uh, fat and there's a lot of people doing that at the moment and if that's giving you a stack of energy and you're performing at your best and you love living your life like that congratulations there are other people that eat about 99% carbohydrate they eat a little bit of fat and a little bit of protein and the rest of their food comes from carbohydrate and they're in great shape and they look fantastic and they've got a stack of energy and they're performing at their best so who knows what's going to be best for you Rather than telling people what to do and rather than being told what to do, I'm going to say that again. Wouldn't it be nice if we worked out for ourselves, first of all, let's learn our anatomy and physiology, not nutrition. A lot of exercise professionals say this to me, I should go and do a course on nutrition. Well, ultimately, if you want to understand carbohydrate, protein, alcohol, and fat, the macronutrients, where they come from how your body uses them, where they're stored, and how you burn them up if you've got too much of them in your body, that's physiology. So if you learn your anatomy, the body systems, and your physiology, how those systems work, is it possible that you'll be able to figure out for yourself, wouldn't it be nice to be able to analyze any diet, any eating plan, any label on a food product, and say, okay, this is going to work for me, or this isn't going to work for me, based on my physiology based on my taste, based on when I like to eat, based on my lifestyle, based on what's going to work for me, not what some guru tells me. Wouldn't that be awesome? I would love you to love your food, love every food experience and enjoy everything that you eat. Because to me, that would be living life to the max. Thank you for coming to Romax. My name's Rowie. And I love food, I love food, food, glorious food, I love food, glorious food, let's have a chockey, woohoo! <laughs>